This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. And this morning, our first opportunity for 2022 to catch up with Paul Pope from Otago Peninsula Community Board, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Paul, good to have you with us again. Hello, Jeff. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Coming off a long weekend, of course, and a significant weekend for all of us in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Waitangi Day celebrations, uh, albeit slightly different ones <laughs> this year. It's uh, a significant day for all of us uh, and for folk on the peninsula as well. Well, one of the things that people probably don't realise or, or forget is actually the, the treaty was actually um, signed later after the original signing was actually signed at Otaka. And um, because one of the things that um, the colonial authorities did was travel around the countryside and they actually visited here and it was actually signed here uh, in on Otago Harbour. So, um, you know, we often, I think, focus probably a little bit too often on on the, the bigger aspects of the treaty signing up at Waitangi, but um, it's just as important as it is for folk here on the Otago Peninsula to realise that, and for the city that, as I say, the treaty was actually signed at Otago Marae. So, um, and that's always an opportunity too, uh, when they have their celebrations, I think it's every two to three years, um, just to, to, to feel part of that and uh, to enjoy that process as well. Well, we look forward to an opportunity when we can gather again in greater numbers to acknowledge such a significant day in Aotearoa's history, of course. Well, in the meantime, the business of the city ticks on, doesn't it? And of course, we've seen the DCC consider uh, its uh, annual plan decisions over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so uh, it's one of the things that all boards start to uh, make. I guess um, after being sort of sort of dormant, I suppose, over the summer period, it's, it's a sort of kind of reverse um, hibernation. I think, um, you know, when we go through the summer period, but it is something that all boards, including ours, are starting to think about and starting to look at some of the things that are important to the community and some of the things that are uh, perhaps needed. Um, and, of course, you always have those wish list things as well. Um, I guess one of the things probably worth thinking about too is that, um, you know, it's been a difficult period over the last couple of years with COVID um, and, you know, just how we how we actually cope with some of the, some of the things that are looked at and also encouraging people in the community to actually have a say and actually touch base either with the board or with the council about what they think the direction of the city should take. So I guess that's the thing, the message that I have for everybody is to, to take notice of us. Of us. Um, it's very rare to actually, in a lot of cases, to actually get the opportunity to, uh, to be able to have that kind of say. So um, I guess uh, use it or lose it. Paul, remind us of the ways that people in your community can uh, make contact with community board members. So um, we have a fairly strong social media presence, um, but also too, if you go to the website under our council, you'll find the board, uh, the Tago Peninsula Community Board is there, and all of our contact details, email details and phone details are actually on that. Um, So people can drop us a line or they can give us a call. Um, To be honest, uh, I think when we're out and about, um, you go down down to the shop to buy buy the newspaper, there's various times that you get collared uh, by people about a variety of things, which is actually not a bad thing either. So, um, 
and that's how they people can do it. Um, we haven't yet had the time frames around the annual plan, uh, but it is coming, so uh, look out for that. All right. Let's uh, let's catch up on the Peninsula Connection, uh, Paul, that shared pedestrian and cycling path, which no doubt would have had good use over the summer. Yeah, it's been pretty busy, um, and uh, the council started off with a summer program, putting on just reminding people to uh, be a little bit more respectful to one another, both on bikes and and that sort of stuff, and walking. Um, and that looks like that's been reasonably um, successful. But uh, council now have uh, with uh, Waka Kotahi are going to be putting in a more permanent style signage and markings across that as well. So. Um, this is really just to remind people about um, how they should perhaps get on with their uh, their fellow walkers or cyclists and, and that sort of thing in those particular areas. Um, for us, uh, we're looking forward to the next two construction phases uh, here, one at Broad Bay and one at Portobello, which will actually largely complete um, from Portobello certainly through to Vauxhall, the whole project. Um, we believe it's going to be sometime uh, perhaps mid to late February when they start again um, and uh, that's going to be quite exciting uh, for the Peninsula and for the city. That'll necessarily come along with uh, if another uh, period of having to be very careful when we're travelling through those areas and mindful of the fact there's workers uh, working. Yeah, yeah look, we've been, it's, it's, it's one of the things that, um, I guess one of the things I've been most proud of so far that you know we've our drivers on from the peninsula and even our visitors have actually been quite tolerant uh, of the roadworks. It's not always easy, um, and you know especially now that school starts, you will, and people have time pressures around work that sort of stuff. So I guess the advice there is you know when the works do restart again, it's just a matter of. Um, Redefining what your uh, what your time scales are, and perhaps leaving a little bit earlier um, before you want it before you get through to those points. But the contractors have been pretty good about making making sure that you know that up till nine o'clock uh, there's a, there's a reasonably good flow of traffic. But it's important, as I say, that we keep our workers on the road, our men and women who are working there safe, and uh, because they're part of our community. And um, as I say, we don't want to have uh, a wonderful cycleway walkway, but also be tainted with a serious injury of a worker yeah. uh, on that site. Paul, you wanted to catch up on something that probably all of us have dipping in and out on from time to time: the COVID blues, <laughs> the, the ever-present uh, yeah. consideration that that and the 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 fact that you know our, our, our daily lives are still continuing to be changed and affected by yeah. by this. Um, pandemic. Yeah, look, I think it's just one of the things. It's one of the things you pick up on in the community sometimes. Just people feeling just sometimes a little bit uncertain and a little bit downhearted about the way things are going at the moment. And, and it's particularly tough on some of our local businesses and tourism businesses at the moment with the lack of overseas travel. But it also affects just everyday things, just with your kids and and your families, and and sometimes when you've got grandparents and all all those sorts of different family relationships. And I guess the thing really is that uh, even though we're you know we're physical distancing and we're wearing masks, it doesn't stop you from actually still putting out your hand to your neighbours and to your friends and whanau. Um And in fact, it's really important to do so because. 
Yeah, I think the thing that sometimes that COVID um, can make us feel sometimes is a little bit isolated. And I think we have to realise actually that we're actually not alone at this. We're all in it together. And I think I'll just say to, to certainly the people in my community, you know, it's really important that, as I say, you do continue on with those relatively normal things. And that means talking to your neighbours across the fence or, um, you know, and, and doing all the things that you would normally do just with a slightly different focus because, um, yeah, to say sometimes there's that sense of sort of frustration and isolation that, that, that sets in and we don't want that to happen to people and also we want to make sure that people uh, look over not only their physical health but also their mental health as well. Paul, you mentioned the tourism operators on the peninsula. We know how important um, their work has been to the city over the years. They'll be doing it tough right now. They will have had some visitors over the summer, however. Yeah, it hasn't, you know, just the feedback I've had from one or two of the operators, they've had a lot of um, regional and local visitors, um, which has been a positive. Obviously not in the volumes perhaps that we've seen, but they have been here. And I think from time to time, we've the weather has sort of played a part in that as well, although the last few days it's been a little bit damp. But um, but um, I think, yeah, I think that's just that continuation of people supporting local businesses and, um, and, and, you know, having a cup of coffee in, in McAndrew Bay or going to Larnet Castle or still visiting Tauroa Head and places like that. That is there, but um, obviously it's just the volume at the moment. But, um, yeah, we just, I guess, um, I don't want to throw too much sort of hope around the border openings. And I think uh, I still feel that we need to continue from a local and regional perspective um, to promote the peninsula that way um, as we build back to perhaps where we were before or whether we even get back to that, that's another thing. But um, certainly, as I say, the tourist operators, yeah, they've done a fantastic, continue to do a fantastic job. In fact, all the businesses on the peninsula continue to do a fantastic job under sort of difficult circumstances. Yeah, nicely put, Paul. Thanks so much for taking some time again to join us here on ORFM for Round the Boards. We look forward to catching up with you and other representatives from Dunedin's community boards at this time every week. You go well, Paul, and we look forward to catching up again in a few weeks. Yeah, thanks, Jeff, and I uh, hope you have a great day, and all your listeners do too. Kia ora. That was Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz, or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.